I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, What's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. We're back. T.A. Mahoney, Tales from the Dark Side. Another weird old buddy of mine. Captain Tommy LaRange. Known him a lot of years. I'm thinking uh, 20... We've been here 27 going on 28 so i'm thinking every bit of that and yeah probably just pos- shortly a couple years after you guys moved from downtown to here yep um i it. came and actually started working for you yeah that, that didn't last long no though. it did not uh, tommy was young and and really ambitious at that time and we were holding him back i think is what the deal was there but the original meetup do you remember anything about that or when you met me or how you met me or actually yeah i met you through a real good friend of yours uh, was Brian Strickland. Yep, Brian, great guy. We both know him. Yep, Love we him both know him. I actually just this year too. Yep, I talked to him uh, yesterday. I awesome, talked to him man. all the time. Great, great guy. And you know what? I tell you what. Uh, he kept Brian, Brian and I went to middle school together. Right. And he kept telling me, you know, I kept hearing him and our buddy Roger talking about these snook they would catch and all this other stuff. And I'm like, man, I want to go catch a snook. I want to do that. And I ended up fishing with him. And then he ended up getting a job here in the summer, and I was like, "Well, Brian, I want to go work up there at Mahoney." Yeah. You know, I thought it was all the fishermen. Yeah, do, right? and and I'm I met you. I don't remember exactly how it went down, but, but I met you through Brian, Brian. and yep. I come here and I and I started working here, and I probably I I think I worked here for at least a week. I think I don't think it was a full week. It might have. It was no. It was, it was quick. I can tell you this. It maybe have been a little longer than a week, but I can pro- I can tell you I got the pictures to prove it. You remember we used to snook fish, and when we got done catching the big 38 to 40 inches, we'd hang them on the fence oh, yeah. out there. Remember that, was, that? Well, and I remember. And we, me and you and Brian, no. Waxed them that No, day. not just that day. Quite a few times we have and gone out. And why did we do it? Because we could. No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but if you remember what happened and you had all these whiny babies and and this is going way back. This is 26 years ago, you, somewhere around there. Uh, there was a big 
like a big push to no no keeping big breeders, no keeping forty inch snook. Oh, it's so bad. Well, my take. This is you know going back that far. I'm I'm in my twenties. I'm crushing fish. I met Brian Strickland. I met Tommy Larange. They knew the beaches. Mary's yeah. Pier. I remember going to Mary's Pier with Brian, with you. <laughs> and you'd go groupers off that pile and snooks down at the end. You need a ballyhoo. Come over here and use the net. Get the ballyhoo. Put the fresh ballyhoo on. You'll catch a snook. Yep. And I'm thinking, these guys are crazy. I'd been fishing Tampa Bay all my life. And I went over there. And sure enough, I see a keeper grouper come in. I see snook come in. We're all catching fish. Just knew right where to go. And, uh, I'll tell you something, a shoreline fisherman are some of the best fishermen you'll come across. A guy with the boat that has all the stuff and can afford it, he goes out there sometimes and he sits and doesn't catch anything. That guy who's had to study the tides, really, I'm telling you, are some of the best fishermen I've ever been around. One of the things we talk about on the show, different seminars on the radio show, is having a good network. Right, so somebody comes up to me and they see big fish I'm catching, and they're going, "Hey, uh, you know, I want to go fishing. I want to get in with that. I want to go to your network." Well, that network is something that's been built over 26 years. You know, it, it's time. It's not a club. You can't pay to get in no, this club. No, and and <laughs> and Tommy, you know, to be honest with you, one of the best fishermen I've ever fished with. I'll say this at the beginning of the show. Tommy's another guy. I've got hours and hours of stories with him. Just good times, big fish, deer, pigs, just all kinds of stuff. And Tommy wasn't all that 26 years ago. He was an eager young kid that wanted to fish and had the passion. He Relationship didn't bother him. He, he, what, you want to go out on a date? Tonight? That's the kind of people... I'm so thankful for my wife. She put up with it. She loved me. She's a great person. And a wife of a fisherman and hunter is really a different breed of woman. They, they're good people. They understand, and they help us achieve our goals. We both help each other. But I can tell stories about Brian Strickland and Tommy, and, and I was married at the time. My wife was great. We had a great relationship, still do. 28, 28 years now with my wife of putting up with my hunting and fishing and she could tell more stories than I could and they probably wouldn't probably remind her of stuff which maybe I don't want to have her on here because then she'd bring up stuff but <laughs> we've yeah. all become better fishermen and that's why I fish I feel like I fished with the best I still fish with the best people on the west coast of Florida and it's people I've built relationships with like Tommy Tommy has done a magnificent job with, with his career in this industry. He's been from the islands and, and maybe some of the stuff I don't know about, but he's been down in the islands working on big boats, marlin fishing, tuna fishing. He's caught grouper commercially in the Gulf of Mexico. Personally, one day I had – Tommy was a commercial fisherman, and a lot of commercial fishermen, and I hope they don't get mad at me because i got a bunch of them that are my buddies – but they ain't real good with their money, right? So usually your best bet with a commercial guy is to swap him out something, okay? You need a $100 rod and reel? 
I'm going to get $200 worth of whatever you got. You know, we swap yeah, a little bit the better. The barter system. A little barter system. That's right. A little, little better deal there, Wolf. How about the big red snapper number? Yeah. How about the, the gag grouper number? You owe me money. Yeah. Give me some meat. Yeah. That's the That's whole right. deal about it. And it works good that way, but you, it's a different breed. I've dealt with mullet fishermen all my life. Great people. I'm telling you, I've known some of the best people that have shopped at my store that have had mullet fishing in their their lives generation after generation. Um, just super good people. So I'm not putting anybody down, but they just play their cards a little different, you know. Um, Tommy, I'd swapped out a trip. I was having a customer appreciation day. This is a long time ago. Yep. You were in commercial fishing before you got on the big boats. You're running a... My 32 Sabalo. Sabalo, yep. Salt Rock. You could have been yep. catching fish for and a few other ones over there. It was kind of a private boat where they... It's really neat how they do that on the beach, and you should research your restaurant. Because somebody tells you they, they do fresh fish. They had their own boats catching the fish to feed the people. Yeah. You know, the yep. only thing they didn't have is the name of the boat and the captain on the menu to let the people know. But when yeah. that boat came in, it went into that restaurant. Yep. And that was... Uh, it was Salt Rock Grill. Salt yep, Rock. Frank. And what was the other one over there? Uh, he owns Island Way. Island Way Salt with Rock. Dave Mord. Yep. Great places to eat. And when you say fresh, there is no fresher over there on the beach that I've seen yeah. in that area. So anyway, I said, hey, I'm doing a customer appreciation day. You know you owe me a little bit of money on your rods and reels. Let's do a little swapping. I want you to take out my dad, preacher, two other guys from <laughs> church. Okay? And Tommy's the type of guy... You can put him with anybody. You can put him with a preacher. You can put him with a rock star. You can put him with anything you want. And Tommy's, a, he, what you see is what you get. There ain't nothing hidden. He ain't got no demons hanging on him, you know, alcohol or pills or none of that crap that we got to deal with all the time. Tommy's straight up fishing. He's the man. So I send him out there. My dad calls me at 630 in the morning. Says, Tommy's boat's not at the dock and he's not answering his phone. And I'm thinking, oh boy, this ain't gonna go good. If you may have to tell the preacher to go home cause it's gonna get ugly. There's gonna be some people <laughs> showing up over at Tommy's dock to meet him. If he ain't there to take the preacher out for my they, customers. Now to mind catch you, they showed up at 6.30. I told them to be there at seven. That's true. Okay. It's seven they showed up at 6.30, I said be there at seven. So they got there early in my defense. Just saying. Seven o'clock, he gets a hold of my dad. Hey, I'm at the fish house. I just caught 5,000 pounds of grouper. I'm by myself. Give me a minute. I'm unloading. I've been out for three days, but I'm picking y'all up. Go eat breakfast. I'll be back there in an hour. I have the boat fueled up, ready to go. My dad's all down with it. They go eat. They come back. They jump on this boat. Tommy's already been out for three days. Ain't seen a shower. Let's roll. They roll out there and spank them i mean spank them y'all killed them that day didn't you that's when we could keep five gag grouper a piece i had six guys on the boat we caught 29 gags on the first stop we yep. needed one for our limit so and i had to move the boat a mile and go catch one gag actually they, two guys dropped down it? two guys dropped down they both caught gags we kept the bigger one released the smaller one and I turned around and came back home Man, that was a trip. And you know what? I remember my dad. He was so happy about those trips because Tommy knew my dad had worked on a tugboat. He knew my dad had a 100-ton license. He learned it the hard way. He, he spent the time. Yeah. 
Um, he was He's a true seaman, you know. I mean, he knows what he's doing out there. And Shoot, Tommy crawl in the bunk. Tell my dad, <laughs> put the compass on 60. Put the autopilot on. Yeah. Yeah. I Watch said, it. Bob, I'm tired. Can you drive this thing home? He said, absolutely, Tommy. He, I put the autopilot on and showed him, and I went in there and took a two-hour na- two nap. He woke me up when we got to the pass. To the buoy. That's right. He said, when you see the buoy, wake me up. He woke him up. Tommy jumped up. Appreciate it. He's ready to go. So, <laughs> awesome, awesome fisherman. A lot of the spots I know and he knows. You get out there on the water every single day catching fish for a living. I don't care if you're for hire or if you're commercial fishing. You know where the fish are. You're not going to You better. Go. Yeah. <laughs> you got bills to pay, son. That's right. <laughs> and that's probably one of the earliest ones I remember. Um, you were talking earlier. You want to bring this? You want to bring up a little story first? Or you, I don't know. I don't know. You told me you're going to wait till we're on air. Now, if not, I got some other stuff. I wanna... Yeah, you know, I got a, I, you know, this one's getting me here. So, I mean, look. Can when I say I met, something first? Go ahead. It's got to be beyond seven years. Butler Boyd told me this, attorneys at law. Don't let me tell on myself for something that's current. That's all I ask. Oh, no. Okay. Let's talk oh, it's non-current. Current. No, it's current. But it's not illegal? No, it's not illegal. I don't do illegal. This is all comedy. Just, it's comedy. Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I want to hear. We're so, going we're, we're, we're past going, to present. Okay, we got something I'm not going to give you a time frame. It is, it's older, but I just found Uh-oh. out about this. And so... I first started hunting with Mike. He's taken me to a lot of cool places in Georgia. He's taken me to Alabama, which I'm a part of the lease now in Alabama. I've been there for four years, going on five years now. And, um, you know, we always have these discussions every year about the deer, about looking at the deer, aging the deer, reading the deer, you know, and and figuring out what you're going to harvest and what you're not. All right. You got to tell management called management. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike has killed, as you can see, a lot of big bucks. He's smoked some big bucks. Great. I mean, phenomenal. I want to know about the almost Boone and Crockett nubbin buck you killed. When I did kill one, I made a mistake. I'll be the first to own it. That's what the problem is. I got, I got to know about this thing because I saw pictures of it. And Stevie Wonder could have seen the nubs on this thing. Not at the time of I'm night. I'm telling you. Not oh. at that time of night. <laughs> Not at that can, time of night. You know what? Somebody, that, let me just tell you how photography works. You Look. walk up to something, stick a light on it, and take a picture. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different than 250 yards away at the what? last little bit of daylight because it was a legal hunt. I was within my legal boundaries. 250 yards away. Now, what I would have said. Now, see, this is. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure it out because you know, I the story I got. Who'd you get this? Now, listen. Here's the story I got. You got to help. You got to help me out here because the people heard you shoot. Yeah. And then they they came over and they were like, "Oh, you shoot!" And you're like, "Oh no, no, I didn't shoot." And they're like, "Oh, well, yeah, I shot, I shot at a hog." Or something. And then no, you went to shut the gate. I'm telling you, this is what I heard. This I'm is what they tell told you all me. The truth in a minute. He said, You went to shut the gate, and they're like, Well, we'll help you. 
And you're like, no, no, I got it. And then they looked in the back of the truck, and they were like, no, nope. Mike. You're off. And you had the nubbin buck back there. Who Four-inch nubbers. Looked like the ears on this coyote. Yeah, but he was 80 pounds. You get over 50 <laughs> pounds, and you're a doe. I didn't have my dehorning tool. I got a tool that'll pull that off, and you can kind of pack the head back down. It's called a dehorning tool. I got it from Buzzard Bruce. No, oh, I love that guy. That makes it a doe. It makes it a doe. Antlerless. Antlerless. Oh, I'll tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you the real no. story. Whoever dirty <laughs> that Tell me one this up, boy, because that. they said you tried to hide it in the I bed did. of the truck, I did. and you were going to go just right, get rid of it because you knew no, you messed up. I wasn't going to get rid of nothing. I was going to the. No, ranch you were going. Yeah, you were going to the to the but cooler, once, but you were going by yourself, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, we'll go with you." And you're like, yeah. "No, nah, no." Nah. You're right. You're right. And the cooler, <laughs> if I got to go by myself, for one, I never waste an animal. Never, never. ever. Nope. Um, number two. I mean, even if it's like Matt, my buddy Matt Clapp shot one in the chest, it blew the back hams out, looked like, you know, something ate it. Even that meat that's butchered up is going to get fed to a dog or something. You know, I'm not going to ever well, absolutely, throw something yeah. away. Yep. But what happened, I'll tell you the story, and this is pretty current. This is uh, pretty current here. Um, and I registered it. I called it in and all that stuff. I'm sitting there at the stand. I ain't shot nothing yet. Every one of my buddies is shooting up the woods. We got buzzards, 30 of them, hanging out above my piece of property. Okay, you smell death when you go in the woods because my buddies don't know how to shoot a gun, and they wound everything, and you can't find it when you gut shoot it. And it's just, you know, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah it gets you a little upset. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting in the stand. I ain't seeing nothing. It's getting close to a full moon. You know, deer don't move the same on the full moon, just like the fish. So, boop, deer pops out. I'm telling you, it's the last five minutes of legal hunt time. He pops out down by a feeder 250 yards away. I thought it was a doe. I looked in the scope. I saw the head, and it was questionable because I looked for either a square. My way of doing it, really, I should listen to my own advice and never shoot nothing small. Then you ain't got to worry about it. But <laughs> if you're shooting 30-pound deer, if their head is like a triangle, that's a button buck. 30-pound deer. If yeah. you got to wipe the spots off it, well, it don't matter before in you management. put it in the truck. It don't matter in management. you got to pull it off the mama and it's drinking milk. It don't matter. Right. Management is management. A male is a male, a female is a female, and you're trying to better the herd. And I definitely do that every year. Mistakes are considered. So this thing's got a rounded dome with big floppy ears, and it goes across the road at you know, scope up, and I get a glimpse. Well, all of a sudden, it comes back into the feeder from the other side, and I'm all trees in between me. I got two minutes left now, legal shoot time. So I throw my gun up. I see the big floppy ears. It looks like a dome. The only shot I got's in the neck. I put it in his neck. He drops. Bam. I'm thinking it's a doe. Right? So I'm sitting there. My buddy texts me, who's done shot up the woods, back clap. <laughs> And he texts me, did you shoot anything? And I go, uh, yeah, I just got a doe. Oh, cool. We'll be over. I said, yeah, come over and help me get it. So I really didn't want to walk back to my truck. My truck was there. Well, I started thinking, you know, I got a good look at the deer, but really the last shot I had was at the neck. So I don't, maybe I should walk down there before Matt gets here. I said, you know, my truck's right there. So I hustle back to my truck, and Matt's got a couple guys to pick up, and I'm thinking I'm going to get away with it. 
Yep. Just get away with it with him. <laughs> the bad thing is two days before I called a guy a bad name that I can't say tonight for shooting one because he made a mistake. And I told him how stupid he was and chewed him out in front of everybody, made him feel bad or a little bit bad. We're all buddies, so we chew on each other. That's the kind of the thing. So <laughs> I drive down there. I go, holy cow, it's a button buck. And I got a bad back stuff. You kind of need help. He's 80 pounds. I'm thinking, oh, man, I, I, I don't want to go through this and have to explain crap to them guys. Them guys are my guests. Why do I got to explain anything? So, I, you know, the, the, the Ford truck I got has got this thing in the tailgate, a step that comes down. I said, oh, I'd probably grab him by the leg and load him myself. So I grab him by the leg, and, of course, my adrenaline's pumping because I'm trying to get out of the crime scene so my buddies don't catch me in the middle of this and chew me. I get him in the truck. I shut everything up. I'm coming out. I'm rolling, and I'm wanting to just pick up the phone and call Matt and say, hey, I'm on my way to the ranch, drop him off at the cooler. I'll meet you all at the house, start dinner. Uh Everything's good. Because by the time he sees him again, he's hanging in the cooler with no skin on him. So you don't know what so it is. So you don't know what it is, yeah. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> nope. I got to the gate, and he pulled up. And this is the truth. And he goes, hey, did you get it? I go, yeah, it was a small one, the small doe. <laughs> I'm going to take it to the ranch myself. And uh, it'd be good if they were here right now, too. And they're like, oh, maybe, uh, we'll go to the ranch. We'll we ain't got ranch. nothing to do. You yeah. know, you're up in the woods. You ain't got nothing to do, really. Dinner, you're... Seven o'clock is not like you're trying to hurry up and get to bed, you know. I mean, you got a few yeah, hours. We'll, we'll go with you. Yeah, we'll go with you. So I take <laughs> off over there, and I'm hoping this ranch I go to has got a keypad for the gate to get in. So I go up to the keypad. I got to get out because my truck's too big to hit the, cl- you know, push the buttons. I got to get out, hit the buttons. I get through there, and I'm thinking, man, if I can get this gate shut, go drop that deer off is what I'm thinking. Drop that deer off, be on the way out when he's over there playing with the code because he had already sent me a text, didn't know what the code was, and I didn't respond. Well, all that didn't happen like I was thinking it was going to. He came down when I backed up. My buddy Bobby was talking to me, and all of a sudden Matt walked up, and they looked down, and they're like, is that what you shot? I was like, no, mine's in the cooler. This was yeah. what they shot. They they had this out for example. <laughs> and uh, needless to say, it didn't work. But I can't believe one of my buddies oh, yeah. done snitched me out oh, on that whole deal. Let me tell you about it. I got the phone call after you left that morning. When you were on your way home, I called you and you said I'm charged from Tampa. I had already talked to them earlier. They already told me what you did. Oh, I bet they couldn't wait. <laughs> they couldn't you know, wait to call me. There ain't me. many times. I'm about, and I don't mean to be big head. I'm about that far from perfect. There are times that things uh-huh. don't go my way. And that was, you know, it's a lesson learned. Anybody that ever tells you that, I know it. And I know it was a mistake. I didn't, yeah. you know. I'll go sh- and I'll make more of them. That's the worst part. I know I'm going to make another mistake oh, because I'm not scared to pull the trigger. If it's the bottom line is just like you read <laughs> everywhere, you can't eat the horns. The That's meat's right. good. I love eating it. None of it goes to waste. Feed it to my customers when I cook it. Backstrap and everything else. But back to you, Tommy. Yep. We were talking we about go. relationship goals <laughs> and how when i met you you weren't very reliable i want to tell no. you all this story first no. time he goes alligator hunting with me first you got to really watch what you turn tommy on to because he will leave drop you like a bad habit and a hundred percent into that you know if you take him no. out 
I took him alligator hunting once. Back then. I didn't see him for two months. He was living at my buddy's house, the outlaw, going hunting with him every night for alligators in an airboat. He thought it was the greatest. He didn't realize what went on in Central Florida, did you? (laughs) This is great, Mahoney. I'm from St. Pete. I'm out here in Kissimmee. We were hunting all night. Oh, man. He don't even care. We sleep during the day all day. Nobody bothers us. Got my own room. (laughs) My outlaw buddy over there is happy he's got another – Got to help him out. Got to help him lug some maybe meat the, out of the woods and out of the maybe water. Maybe the sentence won't be as bad. He can take half of it. Yeah. But it was. It, I took him alligator hunting. <laughs> We're in Lake Hancock. First alligator hunt. Hey Tom, you want to go alligator hunting? Yeah, man. Yeah. I ain't doing nothing. Jumps in the truck. We're idling out alligator hunting. And if anybody ever knows, when you're alligator hunting, usually you start about sundown and you don't finish till whenever it's dark, yeah. late. So his phone rings. He's up in the tower with me, and I hear his little girlfriend on the phone going, Are you on your way home? Yeah, 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 I'm on my way home. 15 minutes. Hang up the phone. We mess around. We're looking for alligators. Phone rings again. He picks it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm on my way home. Traffic's bad. Traffic's bad, baby. I'm on my way home. <laughs> Hang, about the third time he does this, I look at him and say, Bro, that phone is going to be ringing all night long if you don't just tell her. <laughs> I'm not coming home. I'm I'm yeah. alligator hunting. Well, he had a good reason. I guess he was with somebody who didn't have very good qualities either. Staying at home skills. Yeah, staying at home skills. You're gone, I'm gone. So that was his whole philosophy. She thinks I'm 15 minutes away. She ain't going to go out and do something stupid. Go meet some <laughs> other guy. I'll keep her at the house thinking I'm there the whole time. So just to let you girls know, that's what the kind of you no. got out in that gene pool, that's what you're kind of dealing with there. Oh, yeah. And that from that night on, I'm telling you, the only time I talked to him for two months, he was with my buddy over there in Kissimmee and just having a blast, alligator oh. hunting, hog hunting all night long. And we even caught big gators that night, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Your first time going. Yeah, and, and we, had, we actually had the news people come out there. We had a 12-6. Was that the guy? Yes, that was him. I didn't want to bring it up, but, yeah, he was there. Uh, he how was special the... is that? You talk about weirdos. And how did I get stuck yeah. with the weirdos? So the news people, this used to be a Another big... weirdo, by the way. Yeah, the same alligator hunt. Yeah. So I tell Tommy, hey, we got news people coming out with us. You know, that's a pretty big deal. You're big time when you're on the news, right? Used mm-hmm. to be. So, yeah, this guy's going to meet us. So he calls me up, and he's like, hey, man, I'm going with you tonight. Yeah, yeah, Bay News 9, wasn't it? Yep. You remember the guy's name? I do. Am I allowed to say it? I don't know. Why not? Am I allowed to say it? He's in jail. He's in jail. He's a pedophile. He went to jail. We didn't. Al Zimmerman. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Al Zimmerman. It was. You're right. Blonde haired guy for the news for some kind of crazy pedophile stuff. It was, uh, and that was months later, but we saw it on the news like, holy cow. Well, he called me up that night and he's like, hey, I'm going alligator hunting with you. Where do I meet you? So I told him, Lake Hancock boat ramp, Eagle, I think it was Eagle Lake Road. Mm -hmm. I ain't been out there in a while. Uh, I said, you ought to wear rubber boots. Rubber boots for what? I said, well, there's probably going to be water in the boat. We're bringing in mud. We're bringing alligators in the boat, and I'm pretty sure we're going to get a big one, one or two of them. And uh, you may want to wear a pair of rubber boots and a a jacket and stuff (laughs) like that. So he shows up. He's in a suit. When you work for the news, I guess wherever you go, floods, hurricanes, murders, you're wearing a suit. You're wearing a suit. He shows up in a suit, and the camera guy's there, and I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> you're in a suit? 
So we went out. They had a blast. They had no idea of what they were getting into. 12 oh. 6 that night with Tommy. We had two. We had another yep. one that was smaller. It was probably 11. Something I had like a, that, that was probably back on Hancock, Lake Hancock over in Bartow, when you could get average 10 gators, uh, every one of them over 11 foot. 10 yeah. foot anyway, for sure. Nowadays, that's a tough feat. But, you know, Tommy, we got a break coming up. We've had a great first segment. We're going to have a second segment. You're another one that we could sit here for hours talking about some of the stuff we've done in the fun <laughs> times. But yeah. we're going to take a break. Y'all hold on. T.A. Mahoney, Tales from the Dark Side. We'll be back. We're back. T.A. Mahoney, Tales from the Dark Side. Thanks for tuning in. I got my weirdo buddy, Captain Tommy LaRange with me. He's one of the weirdos. Now, he's like kind of like Anderson. He's a step up for most. Most of my weirdo buddies I can't be in public with. Tommy's somebody I've traveled with, been in public with. He can conduct, conduct himself pretty good at, at most of the time. But uh, back to fishing and talking about fishing, let's get to more current stuff. I know a lot of people, I've done a lot on social media, probably about the last, how long have you been back from the islands? Three years. So we've been fishing hard pretty much. Uh, when you can in between all the crap you've been through uh, been fishing hard for the last three years and I can tell you I've caught some of my biggest fish with Tommy the areas he goes one thing I've noticed and I want to pass on to the people you got to get out there I think for those three years there was less than five trips we went 60 miles if that Oh, yeah, five trips minimum maybe yeah. we did some trolling we go red group of fishing or whatever you know yeah, early season yeah. most of the stuff is super deep most of it started well over 100 miles offshore um yeah. i know i look at the numbers on my machine and and i'll have a book and i'll look at areas and i'll go man i don't have nothing out there in 80 foot you know because yeah. we've been running to 200s 300s 400s we've caught wahoo um tommy is definitely in my network as far as fishing i fish with him a lot we've done the last two luke tournaments yeah we've last done the key west marlin tournament twice i know you you've uh fished a lot of them i know myself i've been on a few i've caught blue marlin with you and i know this that i've been in three big tournaments with big boats with you and every single time we've lost winning fish so we were right there in it. Just had freak stuff happen. Blue Marlin's not like, you know, I'm just learning. I mean, just the tip of the iceberg. And I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying being the angler versus understanding so much. Um, one of the guys I met with you on the trip in Key West, which, who's an outstanding guy, and I believe really a, you know, some, something you need for your arsenal is Tom Hilton. Tom Hilton oh, from absolutely. Uh, what is Hilton Navionics. Yep, you have Look to get it, it up. If you're an offshore fisherman, I know there's all the other reports, but this guy, Tom Hilton, I mean, he you talk about a personal yeah. guy, nice guy. Get on the phone. I even talked to uh, my buddy in Louisiana, James Peters, captain of yep. uh, Osprey, Osprey Charters, Charters yeah. has called him. And he's, he never used my name, your name, you fished with him, none of that, and called him as just a regular guy 
And hey, what do you think about, and him give his input on that. And the day of pre-fish, two years ago, we called, I called a blue marlin off yep. therapy down at the Key West tournament the day before. The next day he was on the boat. That night he was looking at where we fished. Yeah. And he said, that's where I would have told you to go. That's where I, that's the place to go. Mm -hmm. So his info is outstanding. So just being on the boat with him, being able to understand where he, you know, he's so far advanced from where I'm at. And that's what makes it so intriguing. <laughs> me to too. Me. Trust me. Yeah, I man. call him. I call, I call Sam White from Marlin Magazine. You know, I call yep. Tom Hilton, you know, and that's how the network works. You know, right. like, you know, Orange Beach, Alabama, you know, that everybody asks me in the world, you know, my favorite place to fish. And I got to tell you, Orange Beach, Alabama, hands down, is my best place to fish, period. I mean, in one day of fishing up there with my buddy Bo up there, we've gone out and released blue marlin, white marlin, filled the box with yellowfin tuna, wahoo and mahi, stopped in the shallow water derelict rigs, caught a bunch of scamp, amberjacks, red snapper, Brought it to the house, cleaned everything, jumped in the pond in the in uh, his flats boat, and went to Ono Island and proceeded to wear out the 35 inch redfish and the speckled trout and the flounder. Yeah, I mean, all in one day. And, and, and I've just, met him; he's a great guy. And you just can't do that, you yeah. know, in a lot of places. I mean, yeah. here in the Gulf, we're blessed to have such a diversity of fishing. You know, between the grouper fishing, we are the grouper capital in the world, 100. percent You yeah. know, so you know we have the diversity here with the grouper. We have the blue water fishing. Now, on the West Coast here, obviously, we have to go far for it. But, you know, I, I'm, you know you're right. It ain't that far. It really, you've taught me that, the trips I've been with you. It's really, if you're comfortable on a nice day, it's not that far. It's before. not. I'll tell you this. You can't swim, and I say this all the time. You yeah. can't swim a, a mile, and you can't swim 100 miles. So how, what's it matter how far you nope. go? If you're going past a mile, you might as well run on out there. I know some of those runs we put out there, conserving fuel, it's good to go to sleep and just chug out. 140 yeah. miles, you wake up, you're there. It's you're unbelievable. There. Yeah. And yep. it's as good as anywhere else. You know, and, and one thing I, I got to point out that I've been pointing out to people a lot lately, you know, I have people that call me and, you know, and they, they want to go fishing or they want me to go with them or whatever, you know, and this and that. And, you know, you got to look at today's boats and technology. Today's boats are giant center consoles, triple engine, quad engines, capable of making these 100 and 120-mile runs in two hours. Yeah. In less than two hours, 140 miles. I mean, we did 140 miles, Mike, you and I, in three hours. Right. When we went out uh, marlin fishing the lap, pre-fishing the last right. time in that, in the, in that yellowfin. Maston's uh, boat. Yeah, in his boat. And you got to look. Boats are getting more and more long-range. So... The shallow stuff, the sh which I consider shallow water inside 150 foot, is just flat beat down by all the other boats. Everybody, and you can have get there. got to travel, you know. And people are like, I can't believe you're 120 miles. I do that on the daily, yeah. you know. But it blows these people's mind to think about going 120 miles. But look at the boats that are being built nowadays. These boats, Mike, are just flat traveling. You know, I have a guy that, I have a guy here, a buddy of mine who has a 36 yellowfin. He runs from here all the way to the north side of the steamboat lumps, fishes the 40 break up there I've where the pipeline yep, goes over yep, the 40 break. It makes yep. a little bridge. It's a gnarly area. I've got it. You know, I've fished there for years. But he goes there on a day trip, flies up there. It's 130 miles one way. He goes up there, catches all the big gag groupers, scamps, all that stuff, and he turns around and comes back home. He's back before dark. I mean, that's what boats well, are doing nowadays. So yep, that's why we travel so far because – 
the end the in my opinion the shallow water stuff and everything's just so beat up you know and boats have the range and the capability to go where the big fish are which is why i fish where i do well and if you think about it like flats fishing uh i build a ton of flats boats i feel i've built them live bait boats that could run through inches of water you know some of those tunnel boats um and that was the whole theory get to where nobody else can get yeah and that's what you're doing when you're going offshore um i know every boat made i'm not going to put my stamp on and we both know that because the boat dealer probably wants you to go out on the calmest day of the year with the lightest load on the boat to trim it out and go as fast as as you can possibly go but it's it's how it handles that rough stuff and i can tell you this i've run contender boats i've been on plenty of yellowfin boats not many more that i really even enjoy i mean you got cvs there's a there's a handful of boats out there that are awesome fishing boats but i can tell you i enjoy that contender we were talking about a trip we were out in the middle grounds you'd had some people that friends of yours you were running on a 42 yellowfin with quads i think it was yeah, yeah i was quads. In, a, in my boat um at the time the coffin uh, 32 contender 31 contender an older 106 and we were both out there at the same time at six foot seas both yeah, those boats handle fine had to slow it down we both you came yeah. in a little bit faster than i did so for seven hundred and fifty thousand more you were able to go six miles about an six hour. miles an hour faster and it was bad and we all got wet oh. and people think some of those big boats don't get wet and I've been on some, uh, you know, 50, 60, 70 footers with you. And even those boats, I oh, mean, yeah. they get small quick. Oh, but yeah. The big it's boat, not that they get small quick. It's just that the waves get big quick. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> I used to tell people on my boat, they'd look at bad waves and they go, is your boat going to take this? And I said, it's going to take way more than me and you ever will. Than ever will. We Absolutely. will stop before this boat stops. Yep. And that's, you know, we were talking about it earlier and throughout and, uh, you know, it's such a great place here on West Central Florida, you know. I know that contenders built down south, you know, Miami area, kind of inside that. Uh, Yellowfins south of here, Sarasota. Sarasota. And yeah. a bunch of other ones are built right here. And the resources we have, and it's the people we've met and people we've been with throughout our business like i've been talking about with you and i talked about with everybody that comes on the show it's been a big part of us because we've got introduced to those people the blue water fishing i knew you were kind of like you told me you were kind of tired of the islands bouncing around not having a home life it gets kind of old you know i mean it's, yeah. everybody out there thinks what a dream to be down in the islands on this big fancy boat getting paid to go fishing for marlin every other day and wipe the boat down what a great life yeah. but i can tell you it's one of the toughest jobs what i see when i go out with a guy like this is i see very little sleep i see you know total commitment focus no joking around you're out there to fish you may joke around a little bit on the way in but like i said before you know we we catch fish sometimes you don't enjoy it that day you you take everything in but you really don't get to feel that yeah that good feeling and then you sit at home the next day or you go to work and you're flipping through pictures and you're you're like reminiscing about what you did the day before and you really get to enjoy it at that point and a ton of fish I've caught with you, Tommy. But one thing I want to bring up, you want to play a little surprise? I got surprises. Oh, boy. Okay. Here All go. my buddies <laughs> got to get Mike, right? Everybody, everybody gets picked on by Mike. But 
The reason why is I don't really do stupid stuff, and y'all would have never oh, known. Oh, you do stupid stuff. You just don't get caught as often That's as right. we do. That, that, that could be some truth to that. Uh, yeah. Because that button buck, I'd have never even talked about that if I'd have got past Matt Clapp at that gate. I promise you. <laughs> we wouldn't be talking about no button buck. What are you talking about button buck? I shot a doe. Yeah. I had the dehorning tool my buzzard Bruce gave me. But I've got a question for you. We go out, we Tommy's go. passion. If anybody's ever fished with this guy, they know he is one of the best. He wants to catch fish. He wants to catch big fish, and he wants to catch lots of them. It ain't let's go catch one, take a picture, no. and go to the wharf and eat lobster bites. No. It's catch everyone down there. It's management. We're not trying to kill it. We have Neither one of us have a ton of fish in the freezer. Nope. We I eat it, we give it away, give it to customers, all that stuff. So I'm not that bad of a butcher, but I've harvested a lot. And you know what? There's a lot of people that don't harvest nothing. And well, we that's why harvest we're in the 10% them. club. Yeah, 10% of the 10%, people. 90% right. of the fish. Anyway, <laughs> we go out grouper fishing. Tommy starts throwing rules out. And they're good rules to go oh. by. I want you all to listen to this. <laughs> the first rule is no bait, no live bait on the bottom. Don't do it. Looking at everybody. At first. Nope. At first. And it's a good Dead one. bait first, take always. That to, take it to the bank. Everybody wants that big pinfish. There's 500 of them in the bait well. We know big grouper. We can see the machines loaded. We've been running three hours to get out there. It's time to get it on. But we're gonna start with cut sardines, right? Well, I can't stand it. I, you know, I'm itching. I, I just got it. You know, we fish 15, 20 minutes. Well, the theory behind that: get the chum slick going, get them feeding, biting, and busting that bait up, and it's just one big cloud of chum. It's down like driving there. by the steakhouse. You drive by the steakhouse, start driving down the road. You're like, mm, man. That smells good. Yeah. The, Steakhouse is a half mile up the road, but you're like, man, I'm that hungry. smells good. I'm hungry. Same, same concept. I've seen it work. Then you drop the live baits down, but nothing, <laughs> I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to say hardly anything makes Tommy matter than losing a big fish. <laughs> we get a little bit of drama with Tommy. Tommy comes with a little bit of drama if you know him. Stabbing motion, stomping his feet, might as well leave. Like they go tell all their other buddies, hey, I bit that pinfish, and it was a hook in it, and there's a bunch of them hanging down here. Don't bite nothing. That's what he makes it seem like. But It is like that with gags. Question for you. I understand it is like that. It is. But if you are the guy yep. that pops off, why is it always something like an act of God <laughs> that caused this that you could not you could not prevent it was it was a lightning strike that's why i lost him everything's cool and everybody wants to tap tommy and pat him on the back and it's okay little buddy no get another one and he's reaching for a bait he's playing a game he saw you at the bait well he's still reeling in he knows a big fish is down there and he starts saying something to get you diverted he's done got the pin fish on drop back down and caught your fish missed his caught yours missed his caught yours absolutely well you know because half the reason is this i'm a professional oh yeah okay you don't mess up and when i do mess up it is something bad like an act of god something crazy happened for me to mess up like that and most of the people we fish with 
are Garbos. I love them all, but they get snatched to the rail. We see them get abused, can't do this. Rod goes, wham! I'm like, real? And they're like, he doesn't have it yet. And then the rod gets jerked out of their hand. I'm like, whoop, should have reeled. I mean, come on. Yeah, he's in the rod. He's on there for five minutes. Come on, man. So, yeah, you're You're right. right. You're right. I'm I'm a professional. But if somebody else breaks off, they're Bobo. 100%. They're Bobo. You need to go sit down. Go sit down. You need to drag the anchor through the spot if you're going to bust fish off. That's it. I'm How telling do you know? You. Like, and the guy's over there about to cry. He's on the boat on his <laughs> only day off of the week, and Tommy's got him feeling about this big, and he's a friend of mine. So, but that's okay because if you come on that boat, you better have hey, thick skin. It you starts better, early. I'm telling you, you better have thick skin. I Absolutely. You were there, I'm sure. Tangles jumps on the boat smiling one morning about 4:30. We were doing a long run, catching wahoo that are out here. Plenty yeah. of wahoo. Plenty of sailfish, all that stuff oh, right yeah. out here. We're leaving. Tangles us all smiles. I looked right at him and said, this is not the time to smile. <laughs> I want all that happiness out of you right now. Right We're now. Leave it at the dock. Leave it at the dock. That's we'll right. We'll get happy when we come back and unload these fish. <laughs> That's right. Bunch of weirdos is what I got. Oh, yeah. But Tommy catches them, man. But, hey, you know, and I do. I, you know what, Mike? We're all human. We mess up. I screw up. You know, and it's it's funny how the banter goes on the boat because we're so tight. Oh yeah. And the group you see the it. circle is right here and we fish with these people, you know, and we of course we do have to have thick skin because you know that's what it's about. You know, we can go fishing every day of the week, limit out, fill our box with fish. How fun would that be? Oh, that'd be a blast. It'd Everybody be a blast, would, but I mean, be fun? I mean, it would be fun, but I mean seriously, you know, you if you, you catch your limit every day, every fish it's like it's boring. It's monotonous. You know, it's not the cooler of fish that brings you back. You're it's right. that big one that treated you like a little schoolgirl, and you couldn't get the rod off the rail, and he's ripping drag, and you're getting cranks, and he goes back down, and then he pulls the hook, or something happens. You know, it's that big wahoo, me and you, when we were trolling that giant wahoo that skied on our bait, and we were all looking back, just going. Hey, and I'll tell you oh my god! I'll tell you right where That's, it was. Okay? No, you will not. That's what brings you back. Okay, it's not. It's not all the fish that you catch. You know what? It, the fish that you catch is what brings you back. But it's really about the memories. It's about the banter, and it's about the jokes, and it's about the the fun that we have, and it's about what we're doing right here, the stories. Oh yeah, and I, I say it all the time, and it's the same way when uh, I realized a long time ago that this country's not set up for small business to make a bunch of money. I got some freedom and that to me, spending it freedom with friends, family, there is no better. I mean, you know, the, the deer right here, the second one, that's my daughter's Mm -hmm. biggest buck sat with her when she shot it. This one here, I'd even show you right now, 31 and a half inch hogfish. But I got a buddy that's had it shoved oh, in the God. freezer waiting to get mounted for about two and a half years. And I have a feeling it ain't even there. It's probably been chummed up and used on hogfish bait. <laughs> but there. I'll have hey. it up on this wall at one point. You will. I promise you. Absolutely. That was with hey. him. Rod and reel, 31 and a half Oh, inch, my gosh. Eight ounce sinker. A small pinfish trying to catch a mango. Right. Yeah. Never that's forget exactly that. exactly what it was. Unreal. It was, uh, awesome fish. I was with my son. One of the fish I don't think I'll ever top. Didn't even know I really had it on. The only thing we I'll could tell you what, out. he was snatching drag out of that six hot, buddy. Well, and he came I up. Thought he you thought had a it gag. was a, a. I thought it was a carbo. Yeah, 
That's what he said because it was orange when he came up. Big, Big orange male. and yellow, I yeah. Mean, beautiful fish. Yep. Uh, shared it a few times on social media. I was with Tommy. Most of the big fish you see, if Tommy wasn't on the boat, I'm probably fishing his spot. So <laughs> Tommy's really not necessarily as much for hire right now offshore. He yeah. runs uh, some big boats. You're starting some inshore, right? Yeah, I've got I've got an inshore boat. I've been doing some inshore trips. You so, know, I'm not really doing much advertising, but I'm giving away trips to charities and stuff like that. And you know, people are calling me and, and booking trips and stuff. So you know, I'm doing some inshore fishing. Well, and know? his uh, fiance is Misty Wells. She's big contributor to this industry in this area. Um, deals with foster kids and just all around she's on tv got a radio show all the stuff great girl to be around but got lost on, uh, hey i was just gonna stay story time that? let's talk about that real quick okay imagine this I, I knew this was gonna happen we're in alabama this is a good one tommy wants to go up hog hunting he bow hunts okay him and his wife him and his fiance they're into bow hunting they like that kind of thing it's kind of like that microfiber skiff or oh, whatever Jesus. you call it get all touchy-feely and name all your animals but She's out there, and it's it's uh, middle of the summer or something, and they're doing a video, or she's wanting to write a story. It was something pretty good, that, and they went up there to the hunting camp, and she's in about a – it ain't no more than 200 acres. Yeah. There ain't no way it's bigger than 200 acres. No, not that piece, but that I can piece. tell There's you this. There's a creek on each side, so if you don't pass the creek, you ain't getting lost. And you only go one way or the other way. You got a 50-50 chance, but we'll tell you what hey, happened. Hey, listen, in her defense, I'll tell you this, though, oh, because yeah, it's me, too. Oh, yeah, the and you got to sleep with her and, that's, yeah. why, <laughs> that's why you're about to no, say No, actually, she's an island marauder right now. So, uh, yeah, she's fishing the veterans let's tournament. Hear, let's hear this so, big excuse, listen, Jim Shockey. Yeah, listen, in the wintertime up there, you can dang near see a country mile through the woods because everything, everything's dead, all the leaves are off the trees and all that. You go up there. When we went up there, I think it was April. It was spring. Or spring, May. Yeah, it might have been May, something like that. We just went up there, and we were going to – oh, it was because we went to go turkey hunting. Right. We were up there for turkey season, and then we ended up going hog hunting yeah, too. Hogs but I'm going to tell you something. Jurassic Park, six months later, the grass was higher. I was standing on the four-wheeler, standing up, driving, and I still couldn't see over the top of the grass. And the, the plant life was just unbelievable. And for me, I know my way around the property. I've been there four and a half years. I know where every stand is and know my way around. I was like, holy cow, this place has grown up. So that's well, one. And, like in this. defense, she's only been there, what, three or four times? But this is the funny part. It ain't much of a defense, but go ahead. It, it did grow up, and it was it was well, screwed up. It, it, it was messed up, I'm telling you. So. That's 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 my part of the story. Now I'll let you go ahead and finish it. What I just happened? want to ask you a question what about happened? your your uh, defense there. What happened? Okay, last night we had a little bit of bad weather. You're laying in your bed and the power shuts off. So your little night light that helps you walk to the bathroom in the middle of the night because your bladder can't hold it. I don't have night. one. You don't have well. All the lights are out. It's black. No mm -hmm. electric. Are you able to get to the bathroom? Absolutely. So how can you walk into a place and the lights go out <laughs> and you can't walk back out of the place? I hey, could have. I didn't get lost. I want to tell you something. This thing is surrounded by pines. This high grass he's talking about, <laughs> it's the big diversion. You look up above it and you see pines. 
Yeah, you look up. And where the road goes, the pines follow it. Because the pines follow the road. But we got... I'm ragging on her a little bit. I hope she don't get sensitive on me. Let's take no. it outside. Misty Wells gets lost on 250 acres. But that ain't the best part. No. She is smart. Okay? What did she do? She stopped what she was doing. When she realized that she didn't know where she was. Wasn't sure. She stopped. Stopped right here. I haven't gone that far. I stopped right here. Somebody's coming to get me. Smartest move you can get. Because Tommy was out in another stand. He's bow hunting hogs. There's a problem with hogs everywhere. She don't show up to camp. He's coming to get her. So it's only going to be a short time. But she's in panic mode. Got one bar left on the phone. On the battery. One bar left on her battery. He ain't got his phone, and she knows that. My phone's at camp, yep. She's only got one person to call. Who you think that is? <laughs> that guy. And I'm in Tampa. <laughs> she calls me. She goes, Mike. I go, yeah. She goes, don't laugh. I go, I'm not. <laughs> what you got? She goes, I'm lost. And he fell out. I go, he laughed. Where are you at? I went behind Tommy's house. I go, you're... In a 200-acre piece, you got creeks on both sides. You got a 50-50 chance of going north or south to get out of there, and you're lost. And the name of your show's what? Let's take it outside. How about let's take it outside with a GPS? Now, why don't we change the show? We'll get <laughs> Simrad to jump on board. Let's take it outside with a flashlight. Misty Wells <laughs> is a great person. I'm ragging on her I a little it. bit. His fiance, I've done a ton of fishing with her. She's about the only girl that goes on my boat because yep. she fishes. You know, now I call her Mary Kay because when everybody's on the boat waiting, we know what we're <laughs> waiting on. A bunch of Mary Kay going on in the bathroom or at the hunting camp. And I try to tell her, there ain't nobody here taking pictures but you. Nobody. You ain't got to put makeup on for 45 minutes but to go hunt deer by yourself. That's right. Or unless you're doing selfies, I guess. But. <laughs> Which Great she does person. not do. <laughs> Listen to her radio show. Look for her on TV. Her and Tommy, great friends of mine. 2014, Tommy. we started uh, Real Futures. And Real Futures are a nonprofit organization where we take um, a lot of foster kids. We've actually taken 4,000 foster kids fishing since 2014. That's awesome, man. I've seen um, you part of that, And we work. Yep. We, work, we take all six Florida Sheriff's Youth Ranches out fishing, you know. And it started because I grew up in foster care. You know, I didn't have parents in my I lived in foster homes and foster parents, and my counselors used to take me fishing. And fishing is what created the man, the monster I am today because my counselors took me fishing. Well, so, it kept you out of trouble, And too. it kept me out of trouble big Except time. Except for when you go hunting. Well, I was just saying, when I hang out with you and my buddy up in, in Central Florida, we really it's go to the dark side then. Oh, we got we didn't even <laughs> talk about that story. Got another outrunning the fish cops. <laughs> oh, God. They had their hands full on that one. But, Tommy, we're, we're about wrapped up on this one uh, I'm going to have you out again. All my buddies, I've just, uh, you've been a big part of my life and the success of T.A. Mahoney in this community and helping push us and doing business and just turning me on to people that you meet and it all works in a big circle and I appreciate you coming and out. And absolutely, you know, and that goes both ways, Mike. You know, you've been there for me and you're a big part of my success, yep, you know, great, and man. it's, you know, that's how the camaraderie, the camaraderie works. Yep, that's how the know? circle works. Find you the people with the passion and you'll catch as many fish as you want. Thanks for listening. T.A. Mahoney, Tales from the Dark Side. We'll see you next time. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, 
If we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.